Grace and peace be with you from God our Father and the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Please be seated. This is uh, quite the parable, huh? I want to ask you, does God sound fair in this parable? Did God sound fair? If he is the master of the house in this parable, did he do what was fair? All right. So, for example, when I was in college, I did this summer study abroad in the modern state of Israel. And we we dug all day during the week for three months. And then... When the sun began to go down, we couldn't do any more work. We did classes. And the professors who were, you know, like our slave masters, then became our professors. And they taught us. And we did a full three-credit-hour course, etc. But here is the thing. It's hot. It's often humid. We were in direct sunlight. And it was hard work doing archaeology in Israel. The thing was, not everyone does hard work all day, right? Not everyone does hard work all day. And if you can remember, like in high school, there were people that worked out. There were people on the track team. There were people on the football team. There were people that were swimmers. And there were people that didn't do sports, that didn't work out, that didn't run, right? And there was a difference between the people who did that and who did not, right? Well, when I was over there doing archaeology, digging in the earth all day, we began to notice as the days went by and the weeks went by that other workers were not working as hard as we were. We'd be schlepping dirt into buckets, putting it into wheelbarrows, schlepping the wheelbarrow to a cliff, dumping the dirt, etc., repeat all day. The thing was, there were people that took lots of breaks, spent a lot of time drinking water at the water station, that sat in the shade, right? You know, like... Sometimes you're driving down the street and you see the road workers and you're like, man, how come every time I see the road workers, they seem to be eating lunch or something, drinking a coffee? I don't know. Right? We all do that. But we don't like it when people say, hey, you do that too. Right? You do that too. Even if we try to like disengage with our brains and pretend that we don't. And so what was tough was coming to terms with digging in the ground all day for archaeological bones and artifacts and stuff that none of us were getting paid, right? None of us were getting paid. But no matter if you worked hard or you didn't, you are going to get three credit hours for your university. Everyone was going to get the same reward, even though 
I sinfully kept saying, I'm working harder than everyone else. And so we get the long and short of it in this parable today. God saves those who have faith. God saves those who have faith. Faith in who? The resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. So people who believe that Jesus died on that cross and rose again, they will be saved. They receive the fullness of the kingdom of God. That they believe that that was specifically for them. That if God became man in Jesus Christ, and you were the only person walking the earth, he would die and rise again for you. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that means you could be male or female and be saved. You could be a slave or a freeman and be saved. You could be poor. Not just rich people will be saved. You could be a Jew or a pagan and you could be saved if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that promise remains true today for each and every one of us. And this last part was the focus for Jesus' parable. Jesus taught over and over, as all the prophets of the Old Testament did, that a man or a woman is saved by God's grace alone. Just because God felt like it. He is merciful. He is loving. He is compassionate. He always forgives. And it never feels like passive aggressiveness or bitterness. God delights to save you because he loves you. Salvation is a gift. No ifs, no ands, no buts. And that's a hard message to hear in our parable today. To hear that someone who worked all day and agreed to one day's coin, a denarius, got the same amount as the dude that was hired halfway through the day and agreed to a one day's wage coin, gets paid the same as the person who at the 11th hour, and if you've ever used that term, the 11th hour, this parable is where it comes from. Those hired at the 11th hour were paid for one hour's work an entire day's wage. And when the master of the house paid up and everyone realized they were all going to get the same amount of money, oh man, who was angry? The people that were there all day. Isn't it funny that, you know, this is 2,000 years old? And the complaint from those that worked all day are the same as maybe you would have said. I know I would have said, Master, I labored and toiled in the heat of the day. Give me more. Devastating. If you've ever heard the term something being a stumbling block, that also comes from the New Testament. This concept was a stumbling block 
to specifically Jewish people. For Jewish people believed at the time, especially their teachers, called Pharisees and Sadducees, if you can remember from Sunday school, that a person would receive salvation from God if they did a bunch of good stuff and fulfilled God's rules. And if you did enough good stuff, then God would say, nice, you did a lot of good stuff to overbalance the bad stuff, come on in. Right? Especially like if you're an hourly worker, right? If you work 10 hours, you're going to make more than if you did a five-hour shift. That's how we would like it, right? That's what the workers wanted in the vineyard. I worked more, give me more. But these are God's good gifts. Salvation. And I say these because it's plural. There's more than just a platonic idea of salvation. There's real tangible stuff. Chiefly, God gives us as gift, not as payment, the same way that this master gave gift, reward, not payment. He gives every week with no conditions the forgiveness of your sins. Your burdened conscience. Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy burdened, who labor, whose consciences are overburdened. Yeah. Give that to me. And I will give you forgiveness of sin. That's tough, huh? How many people in your life day to day forgive you? How often do you actually seek being forgiven by someone who's hurt you? Or do you just tend to brush off whatever happened and say, eh, whatever? Well, what's wonderful is here, you're forgiven. Jesus forgives you. And not because of anything you've done for him, but because he loves you. Unconditional, unpurchasable, unearnable. Whether you labored in the vineyard all day or you didn't. Whether you labored all day or you came in last minute to work. Jesus gives you the good gift of the forgiveness of sins. Today we saw it delivered in a very specific way. Usually, when there isn't a baptism, we simply confess our sins to begin our service. As we enter into his presence, we confess our sins. And something unique about this church that extends to all of Christian history is you are forgiven. Yes, you confess your sins. You're honest before God. But I say... As a called and ordained servant of the word, by the authority of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. 
in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so what did we see here today? We saw Jesus delivering his gifts in a different way. Still with words, right? But instead of me simply saying you are forgiven, trusting in God's word that you are forgiven, we instead saw Jesus join his word to water. And so... You are forgiven in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit becomes you are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The same giving of the word, the same giving of the forgiveness of sins, but this time through word and water. And it's just that simple. And hopefully sooner than later, right? Towards the end of this service... Jesus will be here as he promised. And he will be given to us in word combined with bread and wine, which he says is his body and his blood. Another way that Jesus gives his gift, the forgiveness of sins, salvation, life, hope. But this time, not in our ears. This time, not through our eyes. This time, not through water. But through bread and wine. Body and blood. And so the goal, once again, is to make sure you know, through many different ways, through many different formats, DVD, Blu-ray, Streaming, the same movie delivered in a different format. The forgiveness of sins delivered by word, by water, by bread, by wine, by text on a page, by sermon. Jesus wants to let you know he's here. He'll keep being here. He's in these specific places he promises to be. And so, in closing, I think our Old Testament lesson really hits it on the head. When Isaiah says and proclaims, seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Where are people preaching, reading the word, baptizing babies? Receiving the body and blood of Christ every week in Christian churches. Christian churches like this one. Seek the Lord while he may be found. It's a dark world out there. It's a dark world out there. We don't always encounter people that are willing to forgive us or even crossing their minds. So seek the Lord, seek Jesus Christ, where he promises to be. And if you decide to do that, if you decide to continue being a Christian, whether you came in first thing like Nova into the church, or maybe you became a Christian when you were older, 
or you'd like to be a Christian soon and you'd like to talk with me about it. Know that we're not doing it for reward. Jesus lets the cat out of the bag. We're all going to get one denarius. We're all going to receive salvation, but not as payment, as a gift. And so let's enjoy the work set before us. Let's enjoy teaching our kids the faith. Let's enjoy prayer, talking to God. Let's enjoy receiving his gifts in word, water, bread, and wine. Let's do it for the joy of it. Because we need something as we begin to suffer for his name. As Paul says in the epistle, a lifetime of struggle, challenge, joy, peace, sacrifice, and above all else, love. All of those things can and will be yours if you decide to be a Christian. Because all of those things are found nowhere else in their true form than in this body, this body, the church of Christ crucified for the sins of the whole world. And so, let's make ourselves members. Let's receive his body. Let's receive his blood. Let's receive his word. Let's receive the forgiveness of sins. It's yours. It's a gift. Amen.